Welcome to the Community Podcast, brought to you by the Community Paper. Since 1989, the Community Paper has been sharing good news happening in downtown Orlando and College Park. Your hosts for the show are Orlando native and the paper's publisher, Debbie Gunter, and Orlando transplant and managing editor, Tommy Cardinal. So today on the Community Podcast, we are recording on Tommy Cardinal's birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. What are you doing for your birthday? Um, got a couple friends coming from out of town, so we're just going to walk around downtown Orlando, maybe hit up some bars. I don't know. Yeah. Have you made friends here since you've moved? Mm, yeah. UCF. we got some UCF friends. Good. Um. Yeah, that's about the only place I meet. Oh, well, Outback, when I worked there. Oh, yeah. He's coming. My friend Hunter. Oh, good. He's coming from New Smyrna. No, just kidding. He lives in Daytona. Those are different places. They are. But yeah, I've got, got some friends coming over. So are you youngins going to jump on the scooters downtown and I think go so. bar hopping? I think we're going to do a whole scooter. You know, my friend, uh, my uh, neighbor said that he started doing a thing where you can pay a monthly fee and you get to keep one scooter for a whole month and just keep reusing it so you don't have to find it. Oh, really? And it's just his personal... How much is it? I think he said it was like $79. That's it? Yeah. And it was one of the wheels ones. You should do that. I know. It seems like a good idea. Because you use them a lot, don't you? I don't really use them all that much, but um, ever since my bike got stolen, I've been using them a little more. Yep. Hate when that happens. Yep. So, what do you want to talk about today, birthday boy? Well, this weekend is a big weekend for Orlando City. It's their opening weekend. So exciting! How many fans are they letting in the stands? They're doing fifty percent capacity for the first few games, and then I saw the owner said on Instagram that by May they're trying to do a hundred percent. Oh, wow. So. Oh, I hope so. That's great. If people get vaccinated. People are missing their soccer. I know. I haven't heard anything about vaccine passports or anything at the stadium. So I think people should just get vaccinated, though, so we don't have to worry about it. But, um, yeah, I'm a season ticket member, so I was lucky. Season ticket members are guaranteed access. Oh, that's great. So. Good for you. That'll be my birthday party. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, they just unveiled their new jerseys. They, um, which I found out are called kits. Kits, which yep. I did not know what that meant, so I was very confused. Yeah, so that's the European terminology they call their jerseys kits. Hmm. Um, so Orlando City did it in a pretty cool way. Last year they did it too, so this is the second time they did it. They do a city art jam, so they, um, they have a speed painting competition, and the winners of the speed painting competition get a free jersey, and they do that as their jersey unveil. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we wrote about that. It was um, at Ace Cafe, and they call it the thick and thin jersey. Why? I don't know, because Orlando City was bad the first few years of their oh. existence. So. so they get a new jersey every year? Is that how that works? Yeah, so they have a home and an away jersey, Last year they unveiled a new away jersey, so this year they're unveil they unveiled a new home jersey. Okay. 
But um, Orlando Pride one-upped them, and they unveiled their jersey by bringing it to space, literally. They what? They had a home jersey taken on one of the space shuttles at the Space Coast, and they took a picture of it, like, with Earth in the background. It was crazy. Okay, it wasn't a space shuttle, because there aren't any of those right now. So was it on a SpaceX? I think it was SpaceX. I don't know. I wasn't the there. The last man. Yeah, no, one? it... The, I don't. It must be manned. I know a robot didn't take the jersey out of the thing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I just saw the picture, and they did a really epic video with JFK speech in the background. And so cool. Yeah, they did a cool photo shoot, and it's a really cool jersey. It's, it's more exciting than the Orlando City jersey. I think. Why is um, that? So the women's league has more flexibility, I think. Okay. So they can, like, the women's soccer league has, um, each of the teams had this really um, dramatic jersey unveil. So, like, North Carolina Courage, they had a really, like, it's just more flashy. Hmm. I think that MLS's partnership with Adidas is sort of dragging them down a little bit because all the jerseys look the same pretty much, especially the away jerseys. They have mm. the three stripes on the side. I think it's just... It's a bummer. It's no fun. Yeah, but if you look at, like, USL, which is, like, the lower leagues, they have the craziest, coolest jerseys. Like, look up the Las Vegas Lights jerseys. They're awesome. Also, the Las Vegas Lights, they have a um, Elvis oh, no impersonator. Way. And they do, like, wrestling intros for all their players. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, yeah. It's crazy. So, I'm curious. When you when it's um, soccer season and you and your friends are going to go to a game, what's your, like, how do you pregame? What's your whole routine? Well, ever since I moved downtown, I've been able to walk, which is really nice. Um, so, we walk over to the stadium. Maybe we'll stop at a bar on the way there to because beers are, like, $15 at the stadium. So Ouch. Um, but yeah, and then we always try to get there on time, but never do. Um, but, and then we usually go to Harry Buffalo and get Buffalo mac and cheese pizza. Mm, oh my gosh. Harry Buffalo's fun. You have to be young to eat that? Cause that's... You don't have to. <laughs> if you, <clears throat> if you var- value your heart health, you do. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. No, it's really good. That it's sounds really good. good. Comes in like a skillet. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So do people tailgate at the soccer games or not as much? Yeah, they. I, I don't think as much as football, but there are um, tailgate parties. Fun. They have, I exciting. mean, they have a bunch of parking lots, and people pay a lot for those parking spaces. So yeah, might as well make it worth it's it. It's so exciting. We'll pray for good weather. Hope you have a great birthday soccer match. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, Orlando City getting some new players this year. Um, and they have high expectations, I think, for the first time in Orlando City history. Oh, really? Yeah. First few years of their existence were not great, and they sort of jumped onto the scene this past year with the MLS's back tournament, which was held in Orlando, which was really cool. Um, but they have high expectations this year, and they signed another Brazilian that used to play at AC Milan, um, Peito, which in Brazilian means duck. Oh, really? So if you hear people like quacking at the game, okay, that's why. Good to know. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great season, I think. 
It's so great for our city. I went to one game. Um, I went to one, and it was so exciting. And the energy in the stands was crazy. Was it at the new stadium? Um, I don't remember. Or was it the Citrus it, it was, Bowl? It was probably World the stadium. Yeah, it was Camping World Stadium because it was a while ago. But yeah, I mean, they would sell out that bowl. It was crazy. Yeah, 60,000. I went to the first game ever um in 2015 i think mm-hmm. and that was when i still lived in tallahassee and i just fell in love with it and i was trying to watch the games in tallahassee they weren't on tv i would watch spanish broadcasts and like bootleg oh, wow. it. really <laughs> yeah um but yeah then i moved down here it's and, so fun uh, you love soccer so i love I'm soccer. so glad you get to go all the time okay since yeah. you love soccer you have to watch the series on apple plus called ted lasso it's so funny. Okay, I got to find some other streaming service to watch it on, though. I need to find out if it's on. Maybe like, it's on Hulu. Because I got everything but Apple+. Plus. All right, we're going to have to I figure think. that out for you. Yeah. You would love it. It's hilarious. I I heard really good things. And yeah. it's like, it's funny, too, right? It's the, so funny. What's it about? It's about an American football coach who... Um, plays in the he he's like an, an amateur football coach and gets um recruited to go coach soccer in england and he doesn't know anything about soccer or england he's never been there he's never coached soccer um i won't tell you like there's a twist why he was actually recruited to to uh to go coach there but um it's hilarious that's awesome yeah speaking of americans going to britain orlando city's star striker is on loan at a British team called Barnsley, and everybody's wondering if he's going to come back. So there's a clause in his contract that um, Barnsley can buy him for $20 million, and Daryl DK is like, he's he was a rookie. We drafted him last year, and he's like a sensation over there. So we might not be getting him back, which is why we signed Alexander Pato. Okay. But, um, yeah, that's my Orlando City rundown of the season. Very cool. We'll make the playoffs. Um, in other sports news, did you um, read the story about Anthony Simons, the I Edgewater did. slam dunk kid? That's so cool. Did you watch the video? No, I didn't. Okay. I just read the story in the paper, but I need to watch the video. It was amazing. So, so like cool. the NBA slam dunk contest is always off the wall, but I mean, this one, was he like almost literally kissed the rim. Yeah, I read that in the story. And That's yeah, neat. it was, I mean... And how cool that he graduated from Edgewater in 2017 mm-hmm. and was immediately drafted out of high school, and now he's doing really well. He's, he's one of the few to be drafted straight out of high school in the past few years. Yeah, so. he's with the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And um, he's really young. I think, what is he, 20 or 21? So cool. Also um, at Edgewater making sports history right now is a uh, sophomore female bailey stokes and she is the first female kicker for the jv team so first female kicker ever in edgewater um, high school history and she played in her last in her first game last week and she um she did really well edgewater beat dr phillips 41 to 14 and Mm -hmm. she was a big part of that but this one there's a video on facebook i saw she kicks it beautiful kick and she gets just tackled by this huge guy. I mean, just slammed. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. I, I couldn't oh stop gosh. thinking about her parents in the stands. Like, oh, don't crush my girl. 
Um, but she just jumped right back up. She's a tough cookie. So that's really cool. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, there was a kicker that made like national headlines because she started for a college team, Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if she'd take some inspiration from her. Oh yeah. We have, um, Amethyst is interviewing Bailey for the next paper. So we'll have to make sure she finds out if, if she knows about that girl. That's so cool. We're going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some other cool things happening downtown Orlando and in College Park. Podcasting is easy to do if you know what you're doing. When you're ready to get started, visit toacertaindegree.com for tips and tricks from someone who has been doing it a while, Nick. I'm not saying that he's old, but he is. In podcasting years and actual years. That's toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. So right down the street from us, Gratitude Coffee is undergoing a change, right? Yes. Um, Jen Hackney has been so popular in College Park and um, and surrounding College Park. People come to get her to visit her coffee shop, and um, she has decided to to close it. And she has moved um, to another state, and she's just kind of taking her life in a new direction. And the folks from Cups and Pups um, Coffee, they are taking over her space. And they're just an adorable young couple. They have a little girl and they love dogs and they love community um, just like Jen did. And so they are going to be reopening on May 1st as Cups and Pups. And um, they also have a delivery service, which I think this is really cool. And again, we've talked so much about businesses pivoting during COVID mm-hmm. and they were one example um, of, of a business just saying, okay, you know, what can we do? And so they were a mobile coffee um, truck they had that and they would you know park at different spots around town and um, do events and things like that and then COVID happened and so they started delivering cold brew coffee like Mm. big jugs of it and um and so they're still doing that as well um I just think that's really neat they seem like a really cool couple they have a really cool like uh what's the name of those campers that are silver and look super oh an airstream yeah yeah, yeah and it's funny cool. Jen who had gratitude coffee she started in a mobile food truck as well she used to be in a little spot down by I-4 um, and then down uh, down the street in College Park and then she opened her brick and mortar and and so they're kind of following in the similar footsteps to, to Jen so um, it's gonna be a really fun little spot I think the community will, will embrace them and um, I can't wait to get to know them and go grab some coffee well where does cups and pups come from so they love dogs they love coffee and so they had this dream of having like a coffee meets dog park kind of situation at Mm -hmm. some point in their life um they they won't be able to do that here because it's a small little space but dogs are definitely welcome and they'll have you know water bowls out for the dogs and that sort of thing so um so yeah that's that's their deal are there like dog themed lattes like a puppuccino or something oh my gosh i don't know but wouldn't that be fun i puppuccino i love it i feel like that's a thing like is it if you ask go to starbucks and ask for something for your dog they can give you something i don't know maybe i'm making that up i know um dunkin donuts gives them a little mini ice cream thing or something one time i was at my mom's house and my sister was in town she has an australian shepherd named carmelo Mm -hmm. and we just love him he's such a good dog but um the ice cream truck came and um we all got ice cream and uh he gave a bowl of ice cream for the dog and 
he was literally standing on two feet like he evolved for a second and really? he was licking the <laughs> ice cream cup just like Aww. and it was like he could stand like this for hours no problem as long as there's ice cream but the second the ice cream when he was down that's hilarious so yeah i'm sure she'll have some fun stuff like that down there so. but, or they not she they uh, matt in april so yeah looking forward to them opening me too okay switching gears um I was super pumped to hear about the guy who um, was just elected with the city of Orlando in in sustainability. Twenty year old Nate Douglas. Nate Douglas. Yeah. So yeah, that's so cool. An elected position um, for the soil and water conservation district. There's like I think there's five positions, and he was one of them. And he was 19 years old when he started running. I think and 20 years old. It's a volunteer position. So. We were just talking about how, like, this sort of seems to be a trend among the younger generations that they really care about the environment. Like, to run for office for a volunteer position and not not even get paid to try to help with soil and water conservation while he's attending school. He's at the University of Florida right now. That's amazing. It's just I think it just goes to show how um, much of a importance young people put on the environment um yeah i see that too i noticed when my um particularly my girls travel they always bring their own water bottle and mm-hmm. um i don't know and you're so good about it bringing your own cup to to restaurants and that sort of thing yeah i try yeah um, i did a uh i try to do that with my column too the cardinal observations column um i try to not really like preach about it, but sort of talk about some of the issues that are going on. Um, yeah, raise awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, I got an email from Orange County talking about their rainwater harvesting project, and it sort of made me think, like, what even happens to rainwater after it? Yeah, goes through the gutters and everything. Yeah, so I, I sort of did like a um, rundown of, I mean, it rains a lot in Orlando, and there's a whole ecosystem that, like, not an ecosystem, but a a whole separate water system that is not connected to our drinking water, isn't connected to our wastewater, and it's all rainwater. And it goes, I mean, say it goes from our roofs to the gutter to storm drains to our lakes. So, I mean, it's all connected. And it was interesting to... I mean, Orange County is so good about their water quality. They they have monitors in every single lake in the city. Really? I'm not in the city, in the county. Mm. That shows pH levels, potassium levels, nitrate levels, and it's just like, it's really expansive and interesting. Um, but yeah, I talked about that in one of my columns. Talked to a city of Orlando about how Lake Eola is connected to all that. Remember that guy who swam in the middle of Lake Eola? Yeah. That was a really bad idea. <laughs> that was crazy. That was a bad idea. But, you know, you just don't think about it. Like, you might, you know, pressure wash your driveway with bleach or mm-hmm. fertilize your lawn. Um, I know even people who don't pick up after their dogs, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff goes into the storm drains and into the lakes. How do yeah. they deal with that once it gets to the lakes? Like, there's got to be some pretty significant drainage they, they systems. They have filters and everything in the stormwater system. But, I mean, it some things you can't mm-hmm. get. I mean, like, all the leaves clog it the um i mean dripping oil from cars because i mean the rainwater goes on the streets and then it goes into the gutter so anything that's dripping on the streets goes into the Mm. 
And that eventually drains into our aquifer, which we're like famous for in Florida for having the cleanest water, like Zephyr Hills and all these companies come and right. drain our aquifer because of how good it is. But I mean, we have to keep being do careful. Do our part too. So yeah. what, what's, what are like the big things people can do to do their part to kind of not make that such a big I'm sure you've seen the many billboards and everything that the city of Orlando has put out about um, bag it, don't blow it. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing. So don't just uh, blow your leaves into the uh, gutter or mm-hmm. the street. I mean, because it always ends up in the wastewater. Um, rainwater harvesting. So the city of Orlando has a rain barrel workshop, and I think it was pretty recent that they announced it. So look at uh, the city of Orlando's website about their rain barrel. Oh, and they'll give you the barrel, they'll right? They'll give you a barrel yeah. for free, and then you just, I mean use it for watering your plants or washing your car or whatever and it eases the burden of the stormwater system Hmm. um i learned that there's a big difference between rainwater and stormwater so when it comes from the sky it's not that bad it's not that impure but when it runs on impervious surfaces Mm -hmm. like uh, streets sidewalks things like that that's when it starts to pick up pollutants that aren't easy to get out. Right. Um, so yeah, um, don't litter. Pick up after your dog. Um, I am guilty of when I was working on my car, if I'm like draining coolant or something, <laughs> sometimes I would just oh. let it fall onto the street and say whoopsie daisy. But mm. AutoZone and Advanced Auto all have things where you bring in your old obviously i hope nobody's letting motor oil go down into the streets but i mean i'm sure people are on accident but being careful of i mean the things that come out of our cars are very dirty and bad for our drinking water so well i love your column you're always kind of bringing things to the forefront that people don't think about you know yeah um what was another one uh like tracking my plastic usage that was a lot of fun yeah i it was a lot of work, but it was also, it sort of like opened my eyes to like, okay, yeah, I think I'm doing good in some things, like I bring my own cup to a coffee shop, but it's like literally everything is packaged in plastic. If you order from Amazon, it's wrapped in plastic and then it's covered in a plastic envelope and then sealed with plastic. It's like plastic, 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 and it's like, where does it come from? Do you know how plastic is made? It's oil. Like, it's not, it's, I wish we had a different, like, way to package because plastic seems to be the go-to for every place. And even me, I, I like, try to get cans instead of bottles of soda, but still, I used so much. I filled up a whole bag. It was in a picture in the newspaper and everything. Yeah, I saw that. I felt so guilty getting you your birthday coffee today <laughs> in a plastic cup from Starbucks. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't bring a cup, so it's my fault. Yeah. I try to bring a reusable cup, and you even might, brought your own silverware yeah, before crazy, out to lunch. Silverware and <laughs> and a cloth uh, and napkin. Mm-hmm, You're and so good. Napkin, so it's. Does it frustrate you, you when you see other people not behaving the way you do? No, because it's a personal choice. I mean, but I I think it's convenience. Like, I get it. But also, it's like we should all be doing our part. 
What frustrates me is when I go to a business or something and I say, no, I don't want a bag and they bag it for me anyways or something mm-hmm. like that. Or like when I bring in a cup and they're like, we can't use that cup. You have to take this plastic cup. Yeah. And, and they cite COVID for the reason. And I'm like, that makes no sense. You're pouring it from like, for example, you're pouring it from a blender. I got a smoothie. Right. Pour it from a blender into a cup. Why can't you pour the blender into my cup? Right. They're not touching. It doesn't touch. Right. But, Hmm. yeah, I don't know. Um, I think COVID had unforeseen consequences on the environment, too, because plastic masks, you see them in the sidewalk, in the gutter, everywhere. Yeah. Um, It's gross, and you don't want to pick them up. Nobody wants to pick them up. No. Gross. But, um, yeah, that's my plastic rant. Um, What was another one I did? I did... Oh, recycling. So there was there was a bunch of stories about how um, Orange County and the city, um, well, Orange County's recycling system throws out a lot of their plastics. So um, yes, I've heard that a lot. That the so they, they there's do, not a there's not a market for recyclable it's, plastic. It, sometimes like, it's more expen it's expensive to go through the thing of recycling everything in a so they do it by the load Mm -hmm. so when i throw something away in my recycling bin it's mixed in with all my neighbors recycling bins and put into a truck or for example right i don't know the exact um like how many per truck or whatever but and then the truck is unloaded at the orange county landfill and for uh processing and then there they visually inspect to make sure that what's in there is recyclable so a lot of the things that we think are recyclable actually aren't so the person that i talked to at the orange at orange county said it's wish cycling where they're oh. like oh it's made out of plastic it's recyclable right but all the plastic film plastic um like amazon packaging mm-hmm. all that stuff is unrecyclable just because it has a recycling label on it right doesn't mean anything or I just realized, I think about a year ago, I found out you couldn't recycle pizza boxes. Yeah, because they're greasy. Yeah, I never, who yeah. would have thought? There's cardboard in your head, cardboard, go in, you know. Mm-hmm. So when, for example, if the inspector at the landfill is looking at your at their load of recycling and they see pizza boxes and plastic bags and uh, plastic film, they can't they can't recycle that because, first of all, they'd have to manually take all these things out because for example the plastic film mm-hmm. if you put that in the recycling process that they have this whole sophisticated machinery that takes the plastic cans and the plastic bottles and, and separates them and with the plastic film it junks it up and it mm. makes it stop working and it it clogs it up because it's a machine so they just have to throw out that whole load. They throw away the whole load, oh, which is bummer. tons of plastic that's going to the landfill that could be recycled. But that's why it's more than recycle. It's reduce, reuse, recycle that we've been taught. You yeah. Know, well, you're doing a good job of that. And I try. Keep, keep sharing and maybe you'll convince other people to do the same. Yeah. I'm always looking for story ideas for my columns. So let me know if you guys think of anything. Well, thanks for listening. Well, it looks like Saturday will be good weather. It looks like it might rain on Friday, but 
I hope so. What time's the game? It's at three. All right. I'll be watching. I hope you have a great time. Go Lions. Go Lions. Go City. Thank you for listening to the Community Podcast. Did you like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and tell your friends and family to do the same. Stay up to date on the latest news from the Community Paper by visiting yourcommunitypaper.com and follow them on social media. The show is produced by Nick Jorgudio. Learn more about starting your own podcast by visiting orlandopodcasting.com.